Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Courageous parents, you. Welcome back. Or if you're here for the first time, we always keep it real. Mm -hmm. Did you know that there's no edits? Literally, we just talk for 30 minutes to 45 minutes, and that's what you get. <laughs> Real and we don't raw, cut anything that's out. for sure. So if there's an un- uncomfortable pause, that's why it's there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, we are talking about a really relevant topic. Yeah. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? This is a... Okay, I'm just going to say, this is it's a good thing that we call this courageous parenting because a lot of people are not willing to talk tackle this topic because they you know it's nice when people like you right and so (laughs) i'll be honest i'm the people pleaser out of the two of us or the ex people pleaser i guess because i've gotten a little bit tougher skin over the years being in ministry i've gotten a little bit thank you so much Yeah. yeah but um honestly this topic always makes me tremble a little bit because i really want people to hear our heart and not to you know it's just a hard topic. To we're cover. not. We're going to take you on our journey on this. Uh, uh-huh. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? And you can decide what's important for your family. But we will never suffocate what we believe is true mm-hmm. and healthy and good and God glorifying for making sure people like us. Right. And as we go through this topic, we're going to go through a lot of scriptures together. Um, things that. God's just convicted us of that's helped us get to the different convictions and how we have grown into what our family traditions are, I guess. Yeah. Um, and as we're sharing our story too, I just, I want to encourage you guys because we didn't start out as parents, like knowing what we believed on this topic. Oh, for sure not. Yeah. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, out of our community back then, 20 years ago, when we first got married... The concept of not practicing Halloween or celebrating Halloween and being Christians was not something I had never seen anyone kind of rebel against that. Yeah. Even in the Christian church and being raised in a Christian home. And so um, it was hard. Our rebellion started, what, 17 years ago? Yeah, when Kelsey was going into preschool. So anyway, we're going to talk about that stuff with you guys. But we also just want to say thank you for all of your support. Oh, thank you so much. People are donating. If you want to be part of the movement, the the purpose is to impact one Mm -hmm. million legacies. It's the one million legacy movement. If you want to be part of that, uh, there's lots of ways. You can share this episode. You can encourage us with a review. You can hit the tap and five stars happens. That's yeah. how simple that is on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can recommend uh, the Parenting Mentor Program to your church because churches are starting to go through the program as groups. Yeah, That's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. Uh, you can donate at CourageousParenting.com. Yeah. So you guys, I also just want to say thank you to those of you who have sent emails and direct messages. Those are super encouraging as well. And about the parenting program, 
I've just really been enjoying connecting with people and seeing how they're engaging in the private group. Yeah. And so if that is something that you like, if you ever listen to a podcast and you think to yourself, I just wish they would have gone deeper into X, Y, or Z, like the parenting program is where we actually do that kind of stuff. So um, we just aren't able to with trying to get it all in in a 30 minute, 45 minute segment. And well, you can't have a 10 hours worth of concise, precise, practical curriculum Squished uh, into thirty. Squished into po- topical yeah. podcasts going here. It's just totally different. Right, it's right, like yeah. you're, you're taking it's a, a class that's self-paced. But that's anyways, uh, we do have a free thing to give you. A couple things. Mm-hmm. The free Courageous Parenting Workshop, which is six practical keys to being a courageous parent, equipping confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Also, the date night one sheet. And so if you've already subscribed to our email list, you've probably already gotten it. Uh, if not, you'll get it this week mm-hmm. in the email. Open that email from us. Or... Uh, at CourageousParenting.com, hit podcast and all the show notes, scriptures, and a form to subscribe to our list and get that date night one sheet is there too. That's right. And you know, another thing about the CourageousParenting.com, when you click on that podcast, all of the episodes are there, all like 38 or 39 of them. Yeah. And so you can watch right there or you can just listen. And so it's a great way for people to be able to- Let's dive in though, because you're here for content. You want to be helped or you want to be like, hey, what do they believe about Halloween? A little nervous to hear this one. I know. (laughs) So first of all, we are not to parent in fear. This is not fear-based parenting at all. We do not subscribe to that. This is courageous parenting, which is being wise about the world so we can equip our kids to influence the world. That's right. Wise as serpents, gentle as doves, as the Bible says, right? But at the same time, being realistic, being aware of what is going on in the culture, what is happening in other religions, what practices are happening, spiritual warfare, being sensitive to the spirit and having your eyes open and utilizing that armor that God gave us in Ephesians 6, because obviously he gave it to us for a reason. Yeah. And so it's really important that we are utilizing that scripture. So we're going to start out by sharing about our early years. Let's do it. So we got married about 20 years ago. Yeah. And didn't really realize that we were going to come across issues like this. No, I mean, we just assumed we'd do Halloween like we were grew up doing Halloween. Did you grow up trick-or-treating? Yeah, trick-or-treating, dressing up as foolish things. And, yeah. you know. And I, grew, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, so my parents always helped with putting on the harvest party at the church. Mm. Um, well, not always, but we also like would go to the school because I grew up going to public school and they always had a, a party going on a Halloween party as well. And um, I have really fond memories of that actually. Mm. And so, um, but I also like, as I grew older and the the times have also changed in a lot of ways and trick-or-treating is not quite what it was back then so what did we do angie when we first had a toddler yeah so you know you guys we did a a podcast on our homeschooling journey a little bit we kind of shared a little bit about our story um with kelsey our oldest when she was three we tried out the christian preschool that was connected to the church um, to one of the churches in the area. And when Halloween came around, so we were literally like maybe a few weeks into doing preschool, mm-hmm. there was all this talk about the Halloween party or the harvest party and that the kids would come to school dressed up as their favorite character or whatever. And I just 
felt really uneasy and I felt pressured. I felt the parental peer pressure because parents were talking about what they were going to have their kids dress up as. And there was no like guidelines of no witches or no goblins or zombies or whatever. And so I was like, okay, I've been super careful with my daughter who has a sensitive spirit to protect her from like movies that are scary and books and just different things like that. And I knew that if kids came like bloody and gory that it was going to potentially create nightmares for her. So what happened? So we ended up actually pulling her out of preschool because there was just so much talk about it for literally like a whole month and a half. It was like the second weekend they started talking about it, even in the Christian preschool. And, you know, and that's, it's not just the preschools, right? It's like in the grocery stores, you see it. They start decorating yeah. for Halloween now, like in June. Yeah. I mean, my kids are like, it's still summer. That's like six months away. And they, for sure, like, how much do we spend on Halloween? It's $9 billion dollars is spent in America on the holiday. A lot of money. Yeah. Average of $86 per family. That's insane amount of money that we spend on Halloween. And if you think about what it's going to support, that really makes me sick, actually. So back to our story, though. So wh- how did where did we land in the early days? You guys, so we decided that we were not going to participate in certain aspects of mm-hmm. Halloween, like the harvest parties, the trick-or-treating, the dressing up, that kind of stuff. Um, and we did try it. Like the trick or treating, we yeah. tried going to a harvest party at a church because the reality is every church out there that I know of hosts a harvest party and yeah. they utilize it. Like I get it, they utilize it as an outreach program mm-hmm. or an opportunity to evangelize, right? And they want it to be a safe place for kids in the community because it's not as safe out there anymore. And I get why they're doing it, but at the same time, it's passing on a message that is not necessarily biblical yeah. as far as like our participation in the holiday. And so um, I've shared a lot more on CourageousMom.com about our story, but the the short version of it is that as our kids got older, um, we we struggled with that parental peer pressure, but we started like one year we hosted a reformation party at mm-hmm. our house. We tried some different um, things. One year we hosted a prayer night and worship night at our house. Um, we had put candy out when we lived in the neighborhood. We put candy out on the porch with Bible verses attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, candy scriptures, as I call it. And the We've, kids never answered the door. You yeah. and I did, and we would give them to the kids, and it was a way to be able to minister to them. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, we have also had years where we didn't do that, like mm-hmm. when we, especially when we lived in the vineyard. It was like no one was no coming one to up. our acreage, right? <laughs> like, and we had a gated estate, so it was like, yeah, yeah. no one was coming over there to get candy. Um, and so it's been different for us over the years, but and. And I would say I've even talked to some families where they say that they've confused their kids, right? Because they've one year, no, one year, yes, or whatever. Um, And for us, we haven't really done that. Like, it's always been more of a focus on teaching our kids about evangelism, using it as an opportunity to evangelize to our kids. And we don't want to be the parents that make everything not fun. Okay, so at the same time, we want to be the parents that are biblical and not hypocrites. And we're raising kids looking at biblical truth and not 
making exceptions. And there are definitely biblical arguments for not participating in what is Satan has created a holiday. Halloween is a holiday for the pagans and yeah. it's and it's satanic like yeah. there is a church of satan and there are sacrifices that happen on that day and there are all kinds of evil happening all over the place kids are abducted on halloween well, there this is, is this, all kinds of this things. is going in the second point which is what is the reality yeah. of this happening here and we'll talk more about our story mixed into all this but i want to take a moment and give you something for free if you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet it is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family no matter what time of year it's always important to recalibrate you can get that by going to courageousparenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list Um, also you can get all of our show notes and everything at courageousparenting.com and i also just want to share real quick about the parenting mentor program so many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. And you can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings, and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. It really is uh, a portal that's opened into demonic activity. And you either believe in spiritual warfare or you don't. And if you're a Christian that doesn't understand or really believe in Mm-hmm. spiritual warfare, then you might go, come on, it's okay. There's no big deal uh, about, you know, trick-or-treating and, you know, dressing up at whatever the kids want to dress up as. It's just and candy. All these, it's just candy and the, all these things. Well, that's at the surface level, but there really is demonic spiritual mm-hmm. havoc happening and pur- purposes to tempt our kids into being, able being to attracted to the, the darkness. Dark. It is true. Yeah. I mean, Years ago, I had a friend um, that interviewed an occult member, and she passed on this interview to me when I started writing about this concept of um, reclaiming Halloween was originally what I was thinking about it. Um, And she passed this this interview onto me. It was a woman that had been in the occult for 29 years, and then she got saved. And what she shared in there about what goes on on October 31st in the Church of Satan was so just, 
like I just tremble. It makes me sick to my stomach to think these kinds of things are still happening today. You've got to be kidding me. And to ask her, she was asked questions like, so how does it make you feel to see Christians celebrating Halloween? And she was like, I'm completely against it. That is not okay. And, you know, she just, she saw that it was a foothold that Satan was using in people's lives to introduce himself to children at a young age when they're impressionable in a fun way. Yeah. And I just think that parents need to be, aware that there is a dark side and to not give Satan a foothold. And whatever that means for your family, you have to discern that. Like if your kids are out trick-or-treating and you come to a door and someone says, boo, and he's got a scary face on, right? Like a mask or whatever. And your kids are crying, like, don't go, oh, honey, just be brave and try to get them to be desensitized to that. We should actually be thankful that our kids are scared of evil zombie faces. And if they're not, you've already been doing this a long time and they're not. It's not a reason just because they've already been desensitized to keep them on the pace of tolerating evil. Right. Or and- tolerating gore or blood and guts or like these things are not of God, you guys, like blood and guts and zombies and and all these like scary, you know, like a guy with an axe in his head, those masks that are out there or um, there's just all oh, witches. And, and what does this so lead scary. to later when they have access to YouTube on their own and they have access to these things years later? What does it lead to? It yeah. leads to things that are not good. We want to equip our kids but we not we don't want to tolerate this evil stuff because this is the day mm-hmm. of the dead. I mean, it is the day of well, evil. it's the day that they are celebrating it. Now, yeah. as far as that day goes, one of the things that we've taught our kids is that God is the creator of the days. Satan didn't make Amen. a day. It's one of the three hundred and sixty five days in a year. Mm-hmm. Remember that it's the Lord's and it's not His, and do not allow Him to have power over it. Amen. But in order to do that, you need to be equipped. You need to equip your children. You need to not shy away from this and hide and shut all the lights off in your house. Like, I don't know. I mean, if that's something that you feel called to do, then you need to do that. And for the wives, I just also want to say, this is not something that you make a decision on your own about. You and your husband need to be in alignment and you need to submit to your husband's authority Mm -hmm. um, regarding how you are going to raise your kids on this topic. But please pay attention, write down the scriptures that we're going to share with you guys. Go to CourageousMom.com and look up my blog posts that are on Redeeming Halloween and, you know, pray about it. Seek the Lord. Some of your kids may be super sensitive and you need to say, no way, nothing. We are not going to participate at all. But the one thing that we've noticed is that in Christianity, there's the ditches on either side of the road with this one, right? You've got the nominal Christians that are okay with celebrating Halloween and they are opening the foothold door for the enemy and they don't look any different than the culture and they're doing everything that the culture is doing. I remember this one time, like we had decided not to do the trick-or-treating thing for a while and then our kids were getting a little older and it was so much fun. There was a lot of pressure. So we went and did it. We went to a neighborhood and did it. And afterwards we're just like, that, that was, was horrible. Terrible. Not only that. Okay, so you guys, part of our story is that I remember Kelsey was like eight or nine, and so yeah. we had the kids five kids, and they none of them wanted to do it ever again. They unanimously, on their own, were like, "I never want to do that," and it wasn't like there was any one traumatic house or anything that was like a big experience for them. It was just that it was not a holy like it. They just didn't like it. 
Yeah. And so I would say that if you're doing these practices, these cultural things, like don't be afraid to talk to your kids about it and ask them why they like it and what it is or why they don't or if they even want to do it. You might yeah. be surprised the answers they give you. Now, it says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, mm. seeking, seeking whom he may devour. So... Some of you might not even realize that the Bible talks about the devil. It mm -hmm. certainly does. It's not the only place. Mm -hmm. And it is important. There's real spiritual warfare happening and there's real realities. So yeah. let's talk about some of our realizations. So, you know, as far as realizations go, I mentioned that we had done like a Reformation Day party. I think it's important to just shoot that out there. We're not going to talk a lot about this. We're not recommending that you host Reformation Day parties, although you could. Um, and we have in the past. Um, but October 31st is not just Halloween. Like I said, it's God's day. It's also the day of the Reformation, the day that Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses to the door. Some mm -hmm. of you may not know that. Um, and some of the churches that we've been a part of have actually done Reformation Day parties where they've sure. done like an apple cider press and like people go over and they dress up like, you know, Martin Luther or whatever and um, the Puritans and they have fun together, right? And so that is something that people can do to be celebrating a freedom actually. And we've done it a couple times, not something we do anymore, but we tried it a couple times. Yeah. And it's just ideas. Yeah. And these are just ideas, but um, I just thought that I'd shoot that out there because a lot of people don't actually realize that there are other things going on that day. Yeah. So um, another realization is regarding spiritual warfare, like, are you actually praying on this day? Like as Christians, if we know That's that so it is crucial. a day where the enemy is like working overtime, yeah. right? He's been ramping up for this for like six months. Where a lot of Christians are cooperating and don't even realize it. Right. And they're kind of numb yeah. because it's just this like simple thing. And they don't realize how they're participating and even funding the devil's work, yeah. actually. Um, and in reality, we need to be praying and we need to how we leave a legacy with anything is to actually be communicating the why to our children. Yeah. Not just like saying, nope, we're not going to do this. No, you need to like actually teach them why. What is your why behind not doing Halloween? What is and your why behind doing Halloween? There yeah. better be a good why, because if your kids get on fire for Christ, Lord willing, that's what we're praying for all your kids. They're going to rise up. They're going to have kids someday and they're going to be thinking about these issues. So if you're that grandparent that was doing Halloween and they don't want to do that with their kids, they're going to go, why did you do that with us? Yeah. And it's not praying in fear. It's praying in power of God. We're totally. not praying because we're fearful of something. No. We're praying for protection of other Christians, other believers, and that other people yeah. come to know. Them. And just the children. There are a ton of lost kids out there. And yeah. you know, and so to be praying for safety for those kids, be praying against the enemy yeah. be praying for the armor of god Amen. like we've had some really powerful prayer nights and had people over for prayer nights as well where we've done worship and sure. prayed just to be a light in our neighborhood and to magnify and focus on god on a night that's not focused on him so let's talk about being a light um in you know people might have different convictions about how to be a light on Halloween. Right. But what we've kind of landed the plane on is, I mean, you can turn all the lights off in your house and you can not put any candy out and they can, people in your neighborhood could see your car's home and it's eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night and all the lights are out and the door's locked right. and nobody answers the door. And I don't know, uh, 
our opinion, our conviction as, is that being a light? I don't know that that is. We have decided to do it a little differently, which is, do we carve pumpkins? Well, we have decided to do it in a way that teaches our kids something powerful and projects the light of Christ. Right. So we use the pumpkin gospel, which is a free, um, you can actually get it for free on my website. Also, it's a PDF, Um, the pumpkin gospel, which I actually put together from a culmination of different things that I was using when I was teaching Sunday school about 15 years ago. But it's been really fun to do with the kids because you carve it out and you look at these pumpkin seasons, yucky, right? Like you're digging in there and you're like, yeah, feel how yucky and slimy this is. That's like sin in our (laughs) lives. And when Jesus comes, he cleans us out. And then, you know, when, when he is in us, he puts his light in us and his Holy Spirit shines through us, but it can't shine through the pumpkin unless there's a carving. So we usually carve something like a cross or we write Jesus on it. And then then we turn off the lights, which is representing the darkness in the world, or we put it outside and we put a light in it and it shines through and it's glorifying God, right? Like it's, and the thing about pumpkins, like a lot of people be like, oh, but jack-o'-lanterns and there's this history about jack-o'-lanterns and that's a pagan tradition and you shouldn't participate about this stuff. conservative Christians out there, they're going to yes. be like, what they're going to condemn us what for are you even teaching doing that. Yeah. Even carving a pumpkin. Don't Why would you do at all? Well, right. I think that putting that out on the doorstep and giving candy in a effective way, uh, we'll talk about in a second is being a light, looking eye to eye with parents and being mm-hmm. warm to people in a, but participating from an evangelical kind of approach, right? Sharing, sharing the good news, right? And so, without and being so preachy, either. and it's not your your heart is not to be participating in Halloween. It's that, like, let's just talk about pumpkins for a second. Which we have a scripture in Genesis um, about pumpkins. About pumpkins, actually. Look at so everything's in the Bible, right? Yeah, Genesis one. Chapter one, this is the very beginning of the Bible. So verse 11 and 12 says, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And then it goes on and it says, and God saw that it was good. He created the pumpkins and it was good. You guys, pumpkins are not Satan's. He does not have the power to create a pumpkin. God created pumpkins. They're his fruit, actually, and they're tasty. Have you ever tried pumpkin soup, pumpkin bread? I mean, it's yummy, right? And so we don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater and go, anything that Satan's ever touched, we're not going to touch. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, these were God's things first. And so if we teach our kids, oh, Satan's so powerful, he took over pumpkins and we're not going to do it. What does that teach our kids, actually? It teaches them that Satan has more power than he actually does. Right. And so pumpkins are gods. And there's a way that you can glorify God with that pumpkin. So, in all, a sense. The, so all the kids are directed to do something that projects the light of Christ. Right. And so we and do it that. teaches them how to be evangelical in the sense of like evangelizing to the neighborhood. A lot of you have been asking us that question since we did the homeschool yep. podcast. Like, how do you teach your kids to be a light? What are the opportunities then? Yep. Well, this is one. You have neighbors coming to your door and knocking on your door. It's huge. So it's a huge opportunity. So you want to be the dark or do you want to be the light? I, mean, uh, I don't know. Are you going to leave your lights on or are you going to turn the lights off? <laughs> and be dark, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, you guys, and we're just la- – this is our conversation. This yeah. is how we have talked about that. Exactly. Yeah. And so We've wrestled with this. We have, and there isn't a cookie-cutter answer, but I will remind you, there are the two ditches. And for us, we've been trying to find the biblical truth that's in the model where you're not the Grinch that's like, 
So we're not going to hide our kids from this. We're going to educate them about spiritual warfare right. at the appropriate age and level. And use it as an opportunity Use it as teach. an opportunity. Yes. And, when, and frankly, when, when the doorbell rings, our little kids are not there answering the door. No. Because frankly, some of the things they would see would scare them. Yes. But we'll, one of us will be there. And let's get into the candy. I love talking about the candy. Can I talk about the candy? Go for it, Let's babe. do it. So okay. we believe in having the best candy. Like the biggest candy bar. Be generous. Bar. I go to Costco. The big candy bars, <laughs> right? The things kids will love. They'll and be like, whoa, mom, I got one of these enormous Butterfinger things that has two Butterfingers in it. <laughs> we want to show the neighborhood that we're generous. But we also, if you're going to do this next step, it better be awesome candy. Because we're going to attach... Scripture. Scripture to the candy. Right, which is actually another PDF that we created years ago. It's the candy scriptures. You can get it free on the website. Also, yeah. we'll put a link to it in the Courageous Parenting Podcast notes. What um, the, what joy when the kids are cutting and taping and they putting love it. it on the well, candy. it's not just that. Like, we actually have this tradition when the kids are cutting them, and they'll even, like, sometimes color them, and we pray for all of the people who come to our door. Yeah. And so it's like, Lord, would their hearts be open to your word? Will they be open to your truth, to your gospel? Lord, help this to plant a seed in their heart that they might seek after you. Amen. As they're coming and seeking and knocking on our door, and we open the door unto them. Yeah. May this, you be glorified. In Isaiah 5, 20, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, right. who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So here we're talking about candy. So right, that yeah. was appropriate. Well, but also it's really important that we're teaching our kids what is evil and what is good. That's and right. we're not... We're being clear and we're saying, listen, we're not, we may not go trick-or-treating. We're not going to go and we're not, we're not going to go play, dress up and dress like these evil things. We're not going to participate in that, yeah. right? Yeah. And so instead, like you have all these things that you can be doing with your kids leading up to the day, like mm -hmm. praying for the people who would come and ring your doorbell. Yeah putting Bible verses or tracks on the candy that you put outside, right? Um, and then also that day, like praying for the enemy to be extinguished and for Jesus to be glorified and that his day would, this day would be a day about him. And teaching your kids that there is a fine line, that we don't participate in the culturally worldly things Here's a great scripture for the kids. For It's in Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And you might be going, Isaac, that's a little heavy, dude. Well, you know Your what? Your kids need to read this. We're yeah. equipping kids for an uncertain world. The You know. There are things that uh, get better and worse, but overall, the trend is things are getting better. We're not to fear that. We're to be excited to have kids in this age because we equip them. Right. Equipping them is telling the truth about the spiritual warfare at the appropriate ages. And this is just a beautiful way to do it. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of parents, they have good intentions when they are fear-based parenting, like in the sense that they don't want to participate in anything that could be confusing to their kids sure. about what is evil and what is good, right? What's of God and what's of the devil. And there have been years where we have done nothing. Yeah. Right? Like, and we just talked to our kids about it. That didn't mean that we didn't pray that day. That didn't mean that we ignored pumpkins. Just and, didn't you feel know. like having the lights all dark and no candy for kids. I just didn't right. feel good about it. You know, and I, I think that, you know, if we go to Matthew 
chapter seven, you guys, I have another scripture verse that's super important that you need to hear. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Mm -hmm. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. And listen, it says, or what is there a man among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Mm-hmm. And this is this is actually about seeking God and seeking after him. But today, Jesus is going to be coming back and he wants people to know him. Mm-hmm. And that's our opportunity. We get to be a part of ad- the advancement of the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's called the Great Commission. Yeah. We get a partner with God in this. He calls us to. As his disciples, right? To be participating, to be purposeful in sharing the gospel and loving people. And if people are coming to you for something and you're just shutting the door on them, that was where our conviction was that as Jesus' hands and feet, would he be shutting the door and hiding in a dark house? And I just, I don't think he would. Now, the dressing up, by the way, our kids dress up all the time. I don't know about your kids, yeah, but this is not... Um, to not dress up on Halloween is not a big deal because they get to dress up all year. I mean, they have like Captain America outfits. They have <laughs> Iron Man outfits. Uh, That's true. The, the, you know, it's, uh, Solomon was Captain America today. So Right. I don't- and I will say, you know, there was actually a year where because I just really felt one of our kids was actually being tormented with nightmares. Yeah. Do you remember this? Um, we've talked about this totally. on the podcast before. I mean, it's nightmares are not something parents forget, right? And because he was struggling so much, we literally were like, nope, we're we're not even dressing up on Halloween. Like no. it became a day where it was like a fasting from all things that could be yeah. related to that, the cultural way of celebrating we're Halloween. We're not going to participate. And though, so yeah. it just, for us, it was, it was, and every year is different, you guys. So the, that particular year, we didn't carve pumpkins. That particular year, we didn't do candy. That particular, we prayed and we just spent time together as a family. And that may be what you're called to do. So I just want to, I'm sharing that, our journey with you guys, so yeah. that you don't feel like you have to do, you guys, we're just sharing ideas to help you along you know, the way. You know what's interesting about the words trick or treat I was looking that up and Mm -hmm. it actually is, give me a treat. It's an ultimatum. Give me a treat or I am going to do a trick on you. Meaning a mischievous. A mischievous thing to your house. I'm going to egg it. I'm going to do something to your place. That's what it means. So unkind. So it's actually a threat. So when kids, they don't realize it. When they come up to a house, what they're actually saying, whether they realize it or not, is give Give me me a treat or I'm going to throw. I'm, I'm going to threaten you. your place. I'm yeah. going to do something to you. And that's where it comes from. Now, yeah. you can say, well, that's not what they are saying. My it's, kids don't know that. Well, then what? what is trick then in the treat? Did you ever think about that? It is. It does say trick. Do you want your kids to be tricky? Are they supposed to do a trick to get something to perform? So that's I don't where, know. It's that's just... where it comes from. And what does the custom say? Mm-hmm. Say trick or treat when they open the door. Right. And I don't want my kids saying that. Right. And to be honest with you, it's I, the, just the idea of being out and going to neighbors' houses. There is an element there where it's like, what are you training your Are you training your kids to be okay with just going to random strangers' homes? 
and knocking on the door, like that's not necessarily safe, Mm -hmm. right? And when your kids are really little, that's a confusing message to them too, especially if you're teaching them stranger danger and just appropriate, like who's your safe safety side friend and different things like that. There's also the reality that adults, some adults love dressing up, going out around Halloween, doing cost, you know, parties and things like that. There's work. I, I understand there's Halloween work parties. There's more to it than the kids. And I get it. And you might go, I just love dressing up. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to just, what I would encourage you to do is pray, ask for God's wisdom about this mm-hmm. and how to handle your situations as we did. And we've wrestled through this. We've tried lots of different things mm-hmm. and we've came to a place and we have realized uh, it has helped in fruitfulness. Right. But not, not I, I would just encourage way. you guys that this is actually, this. <laughs> this is a sanctifying part of parenting, isn't it? Can I just say parenting is not easy. There's no cookie cutter way to everything. Although we do have the ultimate guide and God's word has so much wisdom for us in how to navigate situations like this. But I think that it's important that we don't just brush Halloween under the carpet and do what the you know, what the Romans do. That's actually not a biblical concept. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. That's yeah. not biblical. It's kind of like mm-hmm. while in Vegas, do, no, no, I'm yeah. sorry. Can I just say that's not a biblical concept? And But there are ways that you can be a light while not actually participating in Halloween. And so it's encur- engaging, but not encouraging yeah. Halloween, right? Like you're engaging it. You're praying about it. You're realist about what's going on. You're teaching your kids the why. You're teaching them how to pray and We're how to be We're supposed to be in the world engaging light. it. Yeah. As a light. Absolutely. So 1 Peter 2, 11 through 12 says, Beloved, I beg you. Okay. So anywhere where it says, I beg you, I urge you, yeah. I beseech you, I my, my eyes always perk up, right? And I yeah. reread it again. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. That's what we are, you guys. We are pilgrims and sojourners. We're in a foreign land. We are in a foreign land. And can I just say, like, the hardest part for us is that I was looking for leadership, from the church on this topic when we were young parents and it just wasn't there. Leading us astray, frankly. Yeah, it just was not there. And to talk about this topic, like, can I just ask you this question? If we as a biblical people, as the body of Christ are supposed to be of one mind, do you even know what the people in your church believe regarding if Christians should be celebrating Halloween and are you of one mind? Yeah. Because if you're not like this is actually, that's an issue. You should be of one mind on this topic. You should be able to talk about these controversial topics with your brothers and sisters in Christ without it creating division, being able to challenge one another as iron sharpens iron. That is biblical friendship. And don't you want your kids as they get older to realize that Halloween isn't something they want to be interested in, not because you've guided them in that, but because the Holy Spirit in them has convicted them as well on the same direction. And if, but if, how are they, how's that? That's gonna be hard to happen if the parents are all gung ho about it. Right. Well, can I also just say, like, our tagline for courageous parenting is equipping courageous Christian kids for an uncertain world. You do not know what the world is going to be like in 10, 20, or 30 years. Years. It is uncertain other than the glimpse that God gives us about end times. So you and want, we know it's going to get worse. Do you want your grandkids yes. trick-or-treating? 
That's exactly where I was going. We're so in tune on this. <laughs> so I want to just finish this scripture yeah. because it says, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, I get that you're a pilgrim. You are a pioneer in mm. this. It may be against your Christian culture, your Christian community to say no to some things. Abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Look around you. Normal Christian parenting largely is not working. Kids are not launching from their homes, confident Christian kids, equipped to stand against the enemy. How are teenagers... Are they partying on Halloween and getting so you, drunk so you and doing other things? you can't expect yeah. different outcomes if you're not willing to do different things. Yeah. And so really ask God for wisdom on this. Mm -hmm. And it takes courage to be a parent that launches confident Christian kids in an uncertain mm -hmm. world. Are you willing to be a courageous parent? What yeah. do you want your grandkids doing and their kids and their kids six mm -hmm. generations deep? Are you parenting three kids? Well, no. If everybody has three kids... Six generations later, it's 365. You are leaving a legacy one Letting, direction yeah. or another direction. You can be intentional or unintentional, but you're leaving a legacy. And I, I think that this particular topic is so important because parents don't realize that the, the actual rituals or traditions that they are living out on a daily like yearly basis, right? Like October 31st, what does your family do every October 31st when mm -hmm. their kids are young? Then when their kids get to be, you know, older, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 and older, yeah. they have grown up doing this fun party thing. Now they may not be trick or treating anymore, or maybe they are, maybe they're the big kids that are going around and hustling little kids for candy. I hope not. But the reality is, is they're not going to just drop it they're going to they're going to be like, "Hey, can I go over? Somebody's having a Halloween party." By and you way, know what is going to happen at that yeah. Halloween party. So you're setting yourself up for some really big issues when they're teenagers. Do you think when 17 to 27-year-olds get together for Halloween at a party, there's less sin happening at that particular party compared oh. to other parties oh, that's like or more sin happening? Mm -hmm. And what do you want your future kids doing? Yeah. So, so I know story. we have just nailed you with a whole bunch of questions that you're going to have to talk about. We're hoping that our conversation and sharing a little bit about what we have done over the years, this has been a big topic for us. We have definitely prayed about this a lot every year, always open-handed to the Lord. But guys, we're hoping that this creates a lot of really rich conversations with you and your spouse. Absolutely. And we do realize that probably we offended both sides of the spectrum. Right, both people that are in the ditch. But remember, we're <laughs> yeah. here, honest, mm -hmm. authentic, sharing our experiences and the truth we see in the Bible. And so even if you disagree, we would appreciate uh, your grace in this and right. uh, that at least it causes that good conversation. That's right. All right, you guys, we are praying for you and we will be praying on October 31st. Amen. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. 
It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.